The former presumptive starter for Auburn at quarterback is now officially ruled out for this game and possibly the entire season, plus some clarity on who Mizzou might be facing in the 2023 schedule in that Memphis slot. Well, I guess it's possibly Memphis, so let me explain coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts and I think we should start with a little bit more on the Auburn quarterback position for Saturday because Zach Calzada the former Texas A&M starter presumptively your Auburn starter at least very much in the mix to be your Auburn starter in the offseason the biggest competitor to TJ Finley well reportedly he is now out before the season with a shoulder injury so All aboard the Robbie Ashford train, it certainly looks like. But also, another player, Hunter Greiner, it sounds like he could possibly see the field as well, which, to me, if that's being put out there in the media strongly, that Hunter Greiner, a true freshman quarterback from the 2022 class, not exactly a Sam Horn-type prospect. And guess what? If Sam Horn isn't ready yet... What are the odds that Hunter Griner is ready yet either? Now, I don't know if 100% the Griner is going to see the field, but just even a little bit of that talk tells me that Robbie Ashford is maybe not ready for prime time. Again, the fact that Zach Calzada is now out for the season, reportedly with a shoulder injury on his non-throwing arm, tells me that, well... Robbie Ashford, not exactly your preferred guy here. And if you watched the second half, as I did, of the Auburn-Penn State game this past week, you saw a very talented guy with his legs and a guy who has some arm strength, but a guy who's going to hit some big plays and also give up some huge losses and possibly some turnovers as well. So I've got to think this really favors Mizzou because a part of me thought, well, Calzada could come off the bench here and maybe at least be a steadying hand for the Auburn Tigers. But since that's no longer an option, I have to think that's an advantage for Missouri. That makes me want to give the seven points even more than I wanted to before. Don't get me wrong. I'm still not dying to pick Missouri to win straight up. I'll be completely honest with each and every one of you. But at the same time, I just think with Robbie Ashford in at quarterback, a very inexperienced guy, a very boom-bust kind of player, if you still don't have that Zach Calzada option, if your best option is a three-star quarterback, a true freshman, odds are that's not going to go very well for you. So to me, Missouri's defense and also it also explains why maybe the line hasn't moved a lot 
Still Auburn by seven, but the over-under, the total in the game, has moved down by a point and a half. And and by the way, I should point something out now that I've got this moment here. Just in a few minutes here, I'm going to talk to Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn. And we actually recorded this segment a couple days ago. So some of this is going to be a tiny bit out to date, out of date, excuse me, because unfortunately we weren't able to get the information on these Auburn quarterbacks, but we were assuming that Ashford was going to be the starter. So not that much has really changed quite honestly. So with all that being said, I would like to clarify something from the previous episode where I was talking about the 2023 Missouri football schedule. Because in week four of next season, well, I was saying it was to be determined and, well, it used to be Memphis. Well, actually, allow me to clarify something. I actually got that wrong because as of now, week four next season, September 23rd, 2000. And 23, 9-23-23 is still Memphis, but a lot is still up in the air because this game is supposed to be in Memphis and Missouri is apparently trying to get out of this. And what I mean out of it, they want to get out of a road game. They still want to play Memphis, but they want to play either apparently in St. Louis in the Dome or in Columbia, and they're willing to write a check for it. And to me, while obviously I understand the motivation here, I don't want to play a road game against a group of five team if I can avoid it. But at the same time, if that's the case, well, you already scheduled the game. I don't know. Is that not, number one, is that not a little cowardly? Yes, yes, it's a little bit cowardly. Number two, do we really have to pay this much money to not play a game against Memphis? Is that where we are in year four of Eli Drinkwitz, that we're afraid to travel to a non-Power 5 team. And that's not an insult to Memphis. I know they have a really, really solid Group of 5 program. But still, to me, just go down there and play the game. You scheduled it, pay the piper, take your medicine, whatever you want to call it. I just think it's almost gross that Missouri is trying to wiggle its way out of this game. Listen, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind seeing another game in the in the old Trans World Dome, America's Dome, whatever the heck they call it now. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind a quick road trip to Memphis either. You've got plenty of plenty of fans for Missouri in that area, especially in near near the boot the boot heel. So to me, just keep the game there. I don't think it's worth paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to move it on the off chance that you lose that game. Because guess what? You could lose that game at home anyway. Memphis is a solid team. So if you were worried about losing the game, you should have never scheduled Memphis in the first place. But hey, as a college football fan, I like competition. I like exciting games. So to me, keep it there. I'm not worried about Memphis at all, and I don't think the Missouri administration should be either. And coming up, my one-on-one conversation with Locked On Auburn's Zach Blackerby. But first, I want to tell you that, yes, I'm about to turn 40 years old here in a few months, but fortunately, I feel like I'm about 30 years old since I've taken care of my body pretty well. But I'll tell you, there's something I've been doing lately. 
that's made me feel like I'm 25 again. And it's called Nugenics. And yes, if you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, well, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofrin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. And that's because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs. You'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will certainly notice the difference. And that's because, once again, Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, so you have to know it's good. So now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free. That's text COLLEGE to 231-231. That's text college to 231-231. Disclaimer message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at nugenics.com slash terms. It's a locked on crossover, locked on Auburn, locked on Missouri. I am host Zach Blackerby, host John Miller. Interesting, interesting game coming up this Saturday, John. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think this game is way more interesting now than I did at the start of the season, largely because Brian Harson is coaching for his job this Saturday. You think he's he think he's done if Missouri wins this ball game? I don't know how you keep him. And like he he may not it may not be the Herm Edwards treatment where they fire him before he gets off the field, but like <laughs> you, you gotta think if he loses against Missouri this weekend that, I mean, he's even more of a dead man walking than he was going into the season. That, that's my vibe, anyway. Yeah, it's been quite a, quite a bit of drama down there in Alabama for you guys. I know that. It's been, it's been really fascinating to watch from a distance just to see after one season how much trouble this guy was in. And obviously, yeah, I actually watched probably 95% of that Penn State game this Ooh. past Saturday. And yeah, that's not helping any. That was their worst, what, home loss in quite a while, at least non-conference. I know that. Yeah, it, it was rough. It was a rough one. People are comparing it to the, the Johnny Manziel game in 2012 when that one was significantly worse, but still not a not a great situation for sure. But from the Missouri point of view, I mean, they've got to be looking at this as like, oh, this is this is more winnable of a game than we probably thought going into the year, right? Yeah, I think so. And and I'll be honest with you guys. I may have been searching here for a, a three and one start by Missouri, but I, I had the Tigers losing to Kansas State, but I did have the Auburn upset just okay. because of all the turmoil, quite honestly. I think Auburn, you know, I saw this this past Saturday, still plenty of talent on that roster. I don't know that it's all fitting together, but yeah, right now as a Missouri fan, considering how bad that Kansas State game was. We have our our own problems too, but you have to look at that Auburn game and think, man, maybe we can steal one here because there aren't a lot of easy games left on this schedule. Is that the biggest storyline for Missouri going into this? Maybe get a signature win for, for Eli Drinkwitz? 
Kind of. Uh, yeah. And just get this, this offense back on track because, you know, it was, it looked okay last week against Abilene Christian, but that's Abilene Christian. And, and also really, it wasn't that great either. Now that I think about it, other than a couple explosive plays, especially in the first half, one of which was a punt return. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, this goes back to last season. You know, Eli Drinkwitz came in with a big rep for being right. an offensive mind, a quarterback type guy, a guy who can get the quarterback position going. Boy, we haven't seen that for a while yet. So it'd just be nice to see that Missouri offense get back on track. They tried some different stuff this past week, just in terms of actually attacking the middle of the field for a change in the passing game. I thought that was an effective change, one I've been asking for. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think like Auburn, Missouri has some problems in protection too. So I think a lot of this game is going to come down to which team can protect their quarterback. Is there any bit of a storyline about Eli Drinkwitz? You know, he had a short stint at Auburn. I think he did like quality control stuff in 2010 and 2011 with Gus Malzahn. Right. Is there, is there any kind of a storyline with, uh, with that? You know, he, he's returning back to Jordan-Hare Stadium. Perhaps he can get something out of it. You know, I think it's been brought up, and believe yeah. it or not, I, I think when Drinkwitz was sort of more of a hot name, there was this idea maybe in the back of Missouri fans' mind that, oh my God, what if he does too well and then it goes badly at Auburn and he goes back, he, he's like the next head coach at Auburn or something like that. I'm sure Zach, as you know, could remind people, I'm sure a lot of Auburn fans, probably not into a, a guy who has... T- strong ties to Gus Malzahn at this point. So I think we can probably know. put that one to bed, right? Well, I think he's got some ties to Harson too. So that's another issue, but I could be wrong there. Oh, some Arkansas State stuff? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think you're no, right, actually. Yes, I there is right. a tie I there. I really that. think so, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, so over the summer, I went on the Chuck Oliver show, John, and we were kind of doing the first five-game preview, because that was a big thing for Auburn, much like it is for Missouri. You guys had Kansas State. And Auburn, we had Penn State and Missouri. So, I mean, those first four games were, were, were crucial for both teams. And so he was asking a lot of questions about that. And, and the, the interview was almost over, John. And, and he, he asked me, he's like, hey, you got one second. I want to throw, you know, just kind of tinfoil hat, black helicopter in the sky, like take at you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. And he's like, what if, this is back in June. He's like, what if Missouri upsets Auburn and Jern Hare Stadium and Eli Drinkwitz takes Brian Harson's job. And I'm like, that's juicy. That's interesting. I think Auburn would freak out if they hired Eli Drinkwitz, but I do I think, think so it was too. an interesting question. And the fact right. that he said that back in June, and now you look at the current situation that we're in, kind of interesting, kind of an interesting point. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And it just shows you how quickly your sort of perceptions and thinking can change yeah. because I don't think there's anybody in the power five right now that's going, well, if we just get Eli Drinkwitz, and I don't mean that as an insult to Eli, I really don't, but sure. th- just that perception is no longer there. Let's be real. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, let's jump into what exactly we think is going to happen from this matchup in just a moment, right here on this crossover edition of Locked on Auburn and Locked on Missouri. But, John, before you and I started recording, we were talking about the line over at Bet Online, our good friends there, which if you are into sports wagering in any sort, you need to check out, check out our friends at Bet Online. Of course, they are where the game starts. Seven right now. The time of us recording, um, Missouri is a seven-point dog. And I got to tell you, I think that's a pretty enticing line, if, if I'm being honest with you. 
as an Auburn fan, an Auburn backer? Yeah, I, I don't think seven points, I think, is going to be a ton in this matchup. I, I think both offenses have a lot of question marks, John. And, and I think a touchdown, that is a lot. That is a lot of points in this one, I'm predicting. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'll be honest, I'm not ready to pick Missouri outright to win this po- at this point or anything. Mm. Maybe I'll change my mind at the end of the week, but I, I'm with you. If you're going to give me seven points, I think I'll take it, especially, again, with the amount of turmoil that that program seeing right now. Missouri clearly has its own problems as well. I just think there's enough question marks there that, yeah, I'll take the seven points. Yeah, and, and with how... um with how Auburn kind of struggled in the red zone against Penn state. Like, I, I think that's going to be a similar thing. I think Penn state's defense is a little bit better than Missouri's correct me sure. if I'm wrong. I think that's but, fair, but I, I do think, you know, just because you get inside the 20 doesn't mean you're guaranteed seven points. And so I think relying on Anders Carlson a good bit, you know, if you're kicking field goals instead of scoring tutties, once again, I, I think that that seven point spread is interesting. I think Auburn wins this game at the moment at the time of us recording this, but um, I, I do think seven points will be a lot in this one. So what's the over-under that Bet Online has for this? The total for the game right now is 53. So I I, you know, I know you were saying under, Zach. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I, I think, well, that Auburn defense left a lot to be desired. But sure. obviously the Missouri offense did too. So you know what? I think I'll, I'll lean with you as well on that now that I think about it. I'll go under with you too. So if you feel strongly one way or the other about either of those lines, or you can check out all of their lines and props and odds at BetOnline, it's where the game starts. John, looking at this showdown, SEC opener for both teams between Auburn and Missouri, I think quarterback play is going to be fascinating on both sides. Missouri was one of the first teams to announce who their starting quarterback was, despite having you know a quarterback battle. Auburn was kind of the opposite, right? They took forever. They took absolutely forever. And talking to several people earlier in the week, John, TJ Finley, who started every game up to this point for the Tigers, it sounds like he may miss some time. So I think it's a very real chance that Robbie Ashford, who's kind of been this rotational piece of the quarterback position and then played a lot of the second half in the last two games, I think there's a real chance that he um, that he starts and we get to see what a true Robbie Ashford offense looks like for the Auburn Tigers. Interesting because honestly, I when I watched the game, I thought TJ Finley just I thought they took him out just for perhaps ineffectiveness or just wanting a different look. There's an injury there. It seems like it. It seems like he's a little okay. a little banged up. We had uh we had Auburn tight end John Samuel Shanker on locked on Auburn earlier this week, and he made the comment that TJ was a little banged up. Um, I thought he looked a little stuff. banged up in the game, but I just would, wasn't sure if there yep. was an actual real injury there or it was just ineffectiveness. Well, well, that's interesting because because of I thought Auburn really had protection issues, especially when their quarterbacks, regardless of which one it was, w- when they would just drop back and just they seemed very content to sit in that shotgun and just try to make things happen and. To me, if you're Missouri, you've got to send five guys at least early in this ball game and see if the Auburn Tigers can pick up the blitz because maybe that was just a Penn State thing. Maybe maybe their defense is really good, but I think if you're a Missouri defensive coordinator, you've got to see what Auburn can do there because they brutally struggled with protection last week. Didn't you think, Zach? Oh, it was bad. I'm looking at Pro Football Focus's numbers right now, and they had Penn State had 40 pressures. And they had, let's see, 27 quarterback hurries. Wow. 
Yeah, it was, I mean, no matter which quarterback it was, and both guys can move, but of course, Ashford is, is really, really Super fast, elusive right? for sure. Yeah. But boy, it seemed like just about every time they'd snap him the ball, he's basically immediately running for his life. Now, some yeah. of that was probably him. Some of that's probably his style of play and being down sure. 18, maybe trying to make some stuff happen. But man, he was under a lot of pressure. And I thought maybe that was one of the reasons why they made that switch, just to give yourself a chance to make something happen out of the pocket. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to see a lot of rushing attempts if that's the case. If you see more of Robbie Ashford and, and Tank Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter, um, I think a lot of that, more of it will come probably from that read option that they like to do. And then, I mean, Auburn fans all over the place are saying more Tank Bigsby, more Jarquez Hunter, even though their yards per carry is not great because the offensive line was struggling. But right. um, I, I still think you got to try to get them the football. So I was honestly see. thinking, you know, I was just wondering, do you think maybe they should get under center a little bit more? Because it seems like that's the strength of this team is running the football offensively. Not that they don't have talent at receiver, but you got to be able to protect at a certain point. It just seems like it would make that offensive line's job and the quarterback's job easier if they just – ran the football a little yeah, bit more and concentrate yeah. on that. And then do some under center stuff. When you're under center, right. that that interior push is significantly more important. And I don't True. know if they feel comfortable getting that, John. If That's I, if a I'm good point. With you. So tell me, tell me kind of the offensive playmakers on this Missouri team that Auburn fans need to kind of be keeping an eye out for. Well, number one, the, the headliner's got to be Luther Burden. He was either the number one or the number two ranked wide receiver coming out of high school this past year. So he's a true freshman. He's a really explosive playmaker actually took over as the punt returner this past week. And his first touch as a punt returner took it all the way to the house. So, I mean, Ooh. he really is a special player, but also another player happens to be from uh, East St. Louis high school as well. Dominic Lovett, a true sophomore had his first hundred yard reception game this past week it seems like he's really taken that leap as a sophomore and I'd say those are by far your two most explosive playmakers for Missouri for sure my big worry for the Tigers frankly in the passing game is the offensive line can they protect Brady Cook and also there's just no tight end passing game whatsoever I think that really limits Missouri at times yeah yeah I mean it, you don't see a whole lot of tight end usage at the college game just because it's hard. It's super tough. And that's, that is the one positive that you've seen from this Brian Harson offense is getting John Samuel Shanker involved. Um, he had the best, uh, he had the best receiving season for an Auburn tight end ever last year. And so trying to replicate that, it's not going as well this year just because the offense isn't really clicking, but um, I, I, the whole Auburn's defensive pass rush versus the pass protection of Missouri I think is going to decide this game. And it hasn't been as great as we thought, especially when you look at this past weekend against Penn State. I think Auburn only had like five pressures, and Ecliota was three of them. And like there was so much built up around Derek Hall. And up until this last week, Derek Hall's been exceptional. But obviously, you know, you're facing a better offensive line when Penn State comes to town. So that to me is it, you know, Derek Hall and Equiliota versus Missouri's offensive tackles. That, that to me is what I'm looking at. Well, that's interesting because Javon Foster on the left side is probably one of the better tackles in the sec. I wouldn't say he's number one or anything. I'm also not really qualified to do that, but just based on what everybody says, pro football focus and all that stuff, he's a really good player, a mountain of a man on the right side. You've just got more question marks. 
I just think if you're Auburn, obviously you got to try that right side, see what happens there, but also the interior of that Missouri defense as well. If you have those guys you mentioned are edge rushers that maybe you can line up on the inside occasionally, maybe put three of them in the ball game on like a third and 10, something like that. That's something I would definitely try because like Auburn, probably even worse, Missouri has really struggled at the offensive line at times, not just in the passing game, but in the running game as well. I believe I saw a stat this past week that Missouri offensively had the most tackles for loss in the power five so far. So you don't want to hear that whatsoever. Yeah. I'm just looking at Missouri's pass rushing numbers right now. Seven pressures allowed against Kansas state, seven pressures allowed against Abilene Christian and three against Louisiana tech. So, I mean, right now, if you had to guess, do you think Auburn has a chance to hit that seven or eight mark? Or do you think Missouri keeps it below that? I think that's probably about right. I think seven or eight. Yeah. And obviously the thing about Brady cook is, He's a good runner. If he's able to escape some of those pressures at times, that could obviously be a big difference as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And as far as, you know, I mean, my biggest question going into Penn State was this. My biggest question going into Missouri is this, is just how does Auburn consistently score points and put points on the board? And it's like, I have a hard time really answering that question just because the passing offense looks so vanilla. John, I mean, we talked about this going into Penn State, looking back at the first two weeks where it was like, okay, Auburn was super vanilla and not aggressive against Mercer, same against San Jose State. And it's like, okay, yeah, they're holding their good stuff for Penn State. That that totally makes sense. But then like nothing was drastically different. It was still a super vanilla and not aggressive game plan against Penn State as well. And then the realization sunk in, oh, maybe that's just what this offense is. And so... I'm concerned about scoring points. Like I said, I think Auburn wins this game, John, but I I don't think it's pretty. I think this is a 24 to 20 type game just because I don't think Auburn has more than four or five scoring drives in them. Yeah, it's funny. I was was just as you were saying that I was about to say 20 to 17 or something like that. I'm with you. I would pick Auburn as well, as I said before. But yeah, I'm seeing kind of a slugfest type game because as you said, I think if you're Missouri – Missouri had one of the absolute worst run defenses in the country, especially at the beginning of the season last year. They adjusted a little bit as it went on. They have a new new style a little bit this year. They still play a, a nickel-based defense, but instead of having what you would call a, a slot corner, they have a third safety, somebody who is mm-hmm. much more of a run stopper. And Missouri also tends to play a lot of single high safety you know, cover three type zones as their base anyway. So that lends itself to, you know, trying to stop the run, I think. And like I said, I'd be stunned if Missouri isn't bringing at least five guys pretty early in that ball game. I'm not saying you have to do all out blitzes, zero blitzes or anything, but yeah, at least make that, that Auburn offensive five block one-on-one and see what happens. That would be my thing. Yeah. Missouri's run defense graded out pretty well against Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian. It did not against Kansas State. Was it a talent thing, John? Was it a scheme thing? What do you think Auburn can pull from what Kansas State did to find success on Saturday? You know, that's the thing. I I think if 
that's one reason why I was saying if I were Auburn, I'd be looking okay. to run that football and maybe yeah. try to use my under center offense a little bit more. You know, assuming, yeah. of course, like you say, if that interior can hold up, I think you got to at least see what that looks like because I thought that's what Kansas State was probably the most effective at for the most part. Now, in the passing game, I think anytime you have misdirection against a sort of attacking one gap style defense like Missouri is, I think you can have success. But at the same time, I think the Missouri secondary has been pretty solid so far. But like I say, I, I think misdirection, that's the way you, you can beat Missouri for big explosive plays for sure. John, I've been listening to your show all week, but for Auburn folks watching or listening, how can they hear everything you've got going on? Well, if you want to check me out, it's easy. Just go to LockedOnMizzou.com. I'll take you to all the links you need, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole deal. So Auburn fans, if you want to give me some crap in the comments, I welcome it. It's just more revenue for me, baby. That's right. That's right. Hey, to Missouri <laughs> folks watching or listening, if you want to get the Auburn side of this, check out Locked on Auburn wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube.